and welcome to the third edition of Weber's Whipping Post, where the whippings will continue until morale improves. Yeah, I stole that line off of the back of a t-shirt somewhere, but the slogan fits. Today's whipping asks the question, is Nero fiddling again? You know, while mainstream media yawns, we're living in what might be considered two once-in-a-lifetime events simultaneously. First event is the outrageous massive assault on our southern border by illegal immigrants, which is being driven by Mexican drug cartels. And it is being permitted by our own government. Drug cartels now control our border of folks, and one of the results is that it's slaughtering our children with fentanyl. I attempted to find a number of illegals entering the U.S. under President Bush, Obama, Trump, and Biden. The exact number is elusive on the internet as one must wade through a sewer of political bent by whoever's compiling the numbers. What's known is more than five and a half million illegals have assaulted our border in the two plus years Biden has been in office. Regardless of denials by Biden, Kamala Harris, Karim Jean-Pierre, or Alejandro Mayorkas, the entire world knows it except evidently those four buffoons. The mainstream media has reported on border activity as if they were merely Friday night bowling league scores. They, along with Biden and Harris, have steadfastly avoided visiting any part of our 1,941-mile border with Mexico. Biden's recent trip to El Paso, Texas, was pathetically laughable, as he didn't go within three miles of the border, visiting a recently sanitized downtown for photo ops instead. Fox reporters like Bill Malusian have regularly exposed thousands of people lined up waiting to storm our borders daily. Once here, they become part of America's increasing homeless population, now over 552,000 people. Some are bussed out by state governors to Democratic northern cities to become another city's problem. Consider the cost of the 5.5 million illegals dumped on us. That number is roughly the population in Minnesota. It's costing us more than $20 billion annually, money that could be spent on border and homelessness issues, money that could be infused back into the mostly mothballed mental health facilities to properly house the indigent. A diasporic invasion by Central and Southern America exists while our government abets the issue for the personal gain of cheap labor and votes. It's unsustainable, illegal, and immoral. Eisenhower effectively fought back in the 50s, so we know it can be done. The other widely ignored event by mainstream media is the extent to which major governmental policing agencies have gone completely off the rails as it pertains to the rights of American citizens. The Democrat Party has wrestled control of entities such as the FBI, the DOJ, CIA, IRS, and most major media outlets, turning the now corrupt agencies into their personal weapons. This corruption has more than likely been going on for decades, but became hyper-exposed under Trump. This explains the sheer vitriol against him by the entire D.C. elite. The media blatantly assisted in this venom, leading people, including local opinion writers, to be duped regularly. The FBI paid Twitter, for example, millions of our tax dollars to censor accounts of citizens. 
falsely stating the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation, possibly affecting the outcome of the election. The FBI used resources to undermine the entire Trump presidency, illegally harassing him and his cohorts while spawning sham impeachment proceedings. The FBI raided Trump's Florida home for documents that perhaps did not lawfully belong to Trump, time will tell, while politely going through Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden's lawyers for exact same issues. I'm saying the FBI didn't go through Hillary Clinton's underwear drawer like they did Melania. It was the IRS's lowest learner and her ilk who conducted audits on Tea Party members under Obama's direction, effectively neutralizing the Tea Party. Former director of the CIA, John Brennan, has lied to us under oath repeatedly with no repercussions. Bill Clinton met with Attorney General Loretta Lynch on an Arizona tarmac to neutralize Hillary's nefarious acts, but we're supposed to believe they met to discuss grandchildren. Attorney General Eric Holder, under Obama, ran guns. The list of politicians like Mitch McConnell conducting personal business with China while in office, or those that benefit monetarily from insider trading like Nancy Pelosi, is numerous and patently illegal. Yet nothing is ever done. Our government on most every level lies to us constantly while picking our pockets clean. It's not time for a big kumbaya, folks. It's them against us. We need strong moral leaders who will sweep out the rot and bloat that is set in with our government, not the cast of misfits so corrupt and twisted they will have to be screwed in the ground when they die. We can start in 2024 by voting no on every request for tax increases and not donating to the political campaigns of those running for a third term or more. Folks, they work for us. We can only gain control back of our government by stopping the money. It really is that simple. Or we can emulate Nero, feeling while America burns, then tell our heirs we were there when America fell. And now on to some other subjects. I just got back from beautiful and sunny Cabo, Mexico. It was 77 degrees every day. It's 50 here. I go off four rounds and it wore me out. I'm now back in my studio taking a vacation from my vacation. So who are you picking for the Super Bowl matchup? I'm thinking it'll be the Bills and 49ers with the Bills finally winning the Lombardi Trophy after five tries. I also think Josh Allen might be the best quarterback in football right now and should be a contender for most viable player. Technically, I should point out that teams do not take possession of a Lombardi trophy. The Packers just loan it to them until it's time to take it back to Green Bay. Just saying. So am I the only person not particularly interested in the details of the four Idaho murders? The way the news keeps salaciously giving up-to-the-date and up-to-the-minute details makes me think it is a shiny object we're supposed to look at while they're stealing our wallet again. It's just four murders, and sadly, are happening too frequently in this country. Heck, four murders is a low number in Chicago on any weekend. Perhaps we should try not broadcasting the details every 10 minutes and see if the frequency goes down. I see while I was in Cabo that guitar virtuoso Jeff Beck died of bacterial meningitis at 78 years old. Who would have thought these rockers could live so long? 
I'm always sad when a classic rock and roller dies. It seems to take a piece of me every time one passes. I can't say I was really a big Beck fan, but I was a fan of what he was part of, which was taking American blues and setting it to a faster British beat, as was done when he was with the Yardbirds. If you know your music history, the Yardbirds were a supergroup that spawned the likes of Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin and the greatest of all, Eric Clapton. Beck actually replaced Clapton, a tough act to follow. I saw Beck play once in concert in Chicago at one of Clapton's Crossroads shows that features all the great guitarists of the time. I always thought Jeff's bands would have done much better had he gotten a singer in the group. Rest in peace, Jeff. You contributed mightily to rock and roll. Also, Lisa Marie Presley died of cardiac arrest at only 54 years old. Seems odd, but uh, everything about the Presley heirs seems odd. Rest in peace. Ms. Presley. Well, now that Republican Kevin McCarthy is the new Speaker of the House, does anyone think he will change anything in the swamp? Now, my old man always said I was a suspicious bastard, but I'm still not so sure about McCarthy. He supposedly put into writing promises made to the Freedom Caucus, those dastardly 21 folks who wouldn't vote for him for the first 14 ballots. So we'll see what happens. For the record, I was for the Freedom Caucus. But I'm not going to hold my breath. Remember, they like to distract us, the great unwashed, with shiny things. I'm not sure how everything is going to work out when the dust clears, but all indications are that the Biden classified documents found in his home, garage, and office might really blow up in the face of the soulless Attorney General Merrick Garland. After making such a big splash raiding Trump's Mar-a-Lago home, there is no way Garland can get around Biden's mess. And it looks like a whopper. I'm sure that will be a topic that someone is tied to the whipping post soon. I see I've gone over my 10-minute time limit, so I'll stop the whippings. I'll put the whip away and let everyone off the post again until next week. Hey, thanks for listening, folks. Hope you tune in again next week. 